Bibles. Turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 18. That's where we're going to be today. That's where we're going to be today. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord beside the people you're beside right now? Why don't you just look at your neighbor and tell, say, neighbor, I just need you to know this. That before this service is over with, there is a great chance that I'm going to lose my mind and give him praise. Tell him, say, if that makes you nervous, it's full in here, but you might want to go stand on the back row. <laughs> Amen. Come up here with me. Hallelujah. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 18, we are in this series entitled The Ecclesia. And the Lord a couple weeks ago, well, four weeks ago today, preached on the kingdom keys. And, and little by little, Holy Spirit has just been navigating us to just deal with certain keys one at a time. I, I'm, I'm preaching this morning on key number four. And I, let, me, let me do a little housekeeping this morning. I have... Many, many, many pastors and leaders, ministers that listen, that watch, they listen, they whatever, the broadcast, the different things. And we have dozens upon dozens upon dozens of ministries that, that call this place their home. And they're just out in the highways and the hedges operating and functioning in their ministry that we cover. And, and I'm going to preach a message today. <laughs> there are a lot of them that will preach my sermon but not send an offering. Y'all know what I'm saying? Y'all understand? The, the, the Lord woke me up today. The Lord didn't wake you up today. You were listening to the 830 service. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just, that's real talk, y'all. But I just want to preface the, the pastors, maybe the preachers that are listening, whether whatever time you're li this is a sermon you can't preach if you're not living and, and we're going to divide sheep and goats wheats and tares in a minute okay as it relates to this particular subject so I just want you to, uh, I, I left I left northern West Virginia at 12 o'clock last night and we drove five hours to get home I got to the church about 5 o'clock this morning after being in a car for five hours. I have not slept. I have barely eaten. And everybody says I preach meaner and more anointed when I'm tired. I had, I had a church member last Sunday say, listen, my mother, she lives out of state. My mother listens to you every single Sunday. And she said, she told me she's going to come visit here real soon. I'm like, man, that's incredible. I can't wait, to, can't wait to see her. She said, but I guarantee you I will not go to the 1130. Because if he preaches this way at 830 and 10, he always says, at the 1130, I'm going to really say what I think. I don't know that I can handle what he's really thinking. So, y'all, I'm tired. So, 830 was 1130 and 10 o'clock is 1130. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. So, we're we going to have real conversation. The first word in our vision is real. We're going to be real right here. We don't need plastic. Okay, there's enough that you can find that all over the place. Ain't, ain't, nobody, got ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 16. For I have given you the keys to the kingdom. Uh, upon this rock I will build my ecclesia. And the gates of hell will not prevail against the thing that I'm building. And I'm going to give you the keys. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. It's the keys of the kingdom. Today, I want to preach to you the fourth key that I believe Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us in. Watch this. If you're following on our app, you can fill in the blanks and do all that stuff. I want to preach to you on the kingdom key of agreement. Of agreement. This kingdom key, watch this. It binds selfish agendas. It binds racism. Yeah, I felt like it'd get a little tighter in this service. It binds selfish agenda and it binds racism, but it unlocks a blessing, y'all, that I'm after. 
And I'm going to show you in the text where this kind of blessing is that, that the key of agreement releases, unloosens, it unlocks. One of the greatest challenges that I see in the church of America, I do not call it the church of Jesus because there is a difference between the church of America and the bride of Christ in this day. The greatest issue we see in the church of America is the divisiveness that is going on even in our ranks. Baptists can't agree with Methodists. The Methodists can't agree with the Pentecostals. The Pentecostals can't agree. Y'all ain't going to talk to me, are you? Can't, the Pentecostals can't agree with the Catholics. So we're all sitting around talking about how we're a part of the body of Christ and we want nothing to do with each other. We look like a fragmented body that has been spread all across the world. So we preach a unity that we do not live. A divided world needs a united church. Let me make it home plate right here. You ready? A divided city needs to see a united church. But let me help articulate what a united church is not. A united church is not a white church. A united church is not a black church. A united church is not a Hispanic church. A united church is not an Asian church. It's not an Indian church where everybody looks like everybody. That's not unity. That's called uniformity. You can have uniformity and not have unity. But God releases his blessing when people gather together in agreement. And I submit to you that the power of unity is in, revealed in diversity. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. What I love about what he's doing in this room is you can't pinpoint what we are. But I, let me help you understand exactly what we are. We are his. Red, yellow, black, and white, polka dotted, candy striped. Uh -huh. Come on. Some of us are swirled in this in together. But we all belong to him. We're all his sons. We're all his daughters. The power of unity is not uniformity. Okay, I just mess with color, and then let's mess with let's mess with our money. It's not in everybody's rich at that church, or everybody's broke at that church. Everybody's old at that church. Everybody's young at that church. Everybody's married at that church. Everybody's single at that church. No, 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 no. That is not that is uniformity. That is not unity. The power of the blessing that God wants to release is when his people get together in agreement, operating with the kingdom key of agreement. I don't have to look like you to agree with you. I don't have to act like you to agree with you. I don't have to dress like you to agree with you. I don't have to vote like you to agree with you. The power of unity is revealed in diversity. Oh, can I go here for a minute? This is why God gave you a woman to conceive with and not another man. Because something is conceived when it is... A man with a man can't make a baby. A woman with a woman can't make a baby. It's only until you get two people that are built differently to come in... That something can be conceived. Okay. All right. I told you. It's going to get worse. Just, just buckle up. Look at your neighbor and tell him, just relax. Just relax. It's almost over. You just lied to them. You just, you just lied to them. But watch this. And I felt like it was important to write this down for you to see. How can God use us to win the world when we can't even win each other's hearts? How can God use us to win the world when we can't even win each other? You come to church and they're just as venomous. They're just as isolating. What's worse is in the name of spirituality, they're div divisive. Listen. The world will never change until there is a church that has been united to usher in said change. The Lord spoke this to me on, on Thursday morning, and I, and I wrote it now. It won't be on the screen. The God of this age, Satan, Lucifer, 
the devil, the enemy, fill in the blank. The God of this age wants the ecclesia, watch this, so politically divided that we live in spiritual and supernatural impotence. So we can't see supernatural things make manifestation because we're mad at who they voted for. So we eye and sizing each other up across the road going, oh, I bet they voted for Trump. Oh, I bet they voted for, voted for Biden. I bet they didn't even vote at all. And we're so focused on the politics. But, y'all, you came to the wrong one today because I ain't political. You understand? Hey, I don't care who the president is. I have a king. You understand what I'm saying? I don't care if you're an elephant. I don't care if you're a donkey. I'm all about the lamb. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can worship the elephant or you can, oh, I about to say King James Version. You can worship the donkey. But for me, I'm going to worship the lamb. Okay. And God is using places like this to break division. And we're demonstrating it. You can worship together. Even if you can't vote on the same page. You can worship together. Whether you have a $150,000 car or you rolled up in here in an Uber, you can worship together. You, should, you can worship together if you got $2,000 rims or you rolled up in here with Maypop tires. Some of y'all, so, you got so much money you don't even know what a Maypop is. That's when you borrow that, you buy that tire rent free for like 50 bucks and it may pop on you at any time. That's a Maypop tire. Some of y'all don't know. I'm talking about Craigslist, y'all. You understand? Okay, see? But watch this. We need each other. But we need the redeemed you. Not the carnal you. You need the redeemed preacher. Not the carnal preacher. You need the redeemed worship team. Not the carnal worship team. You need the redeemed elders, not the, not the carnal elders. You understand? Watch this. We need the redeemed version of you, and you don't have to imitate anybody but Jesus. We don't need a knockoff of anybody. We don't need an imitator of anybody. We just need you to be the best redeemed version of you. And maybe you don't feel a whole lot of redeemed. That's okay. Sit here. It's going to be okay. God's going to help you. God's going to help us. You may have just tried to figure out how to make yourself come into this place wondering if lightning was going to strike you dead. That's awesome. You're in the right place because you got brothers and sisters that are surrounding you that if you knew their story, if God didn't make this place burn up with them walking through the door, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right right you're gonna be all right the kingdom key of agreement Amos chapter 3 verse 3 Amos has a question can two walk together unless they agree Can two walk together? Listen, we don't have to agree that the Tar Heels are the best college team. Okay? We don't have to, we don't have to agree about that. All you Duke people, feel free to come over to my house so you can watch the rest of the, the, the tournament with me. All right? All right? All right? We don't have to agree. You have the right to be wrong. You understand? You have the right to be wrong. We don't have to agree. We don't have to agree that the Panthers are terrible every year. I don't care who they bring in. We don't have to agree. We don't have to agree on who should be in the White House. We don't have to agree on what the function of the Congress and the Senate should or should not be and be doing. But you and I, if we're going to see a blessing released are going to have to be in agreement on who Jesus is. We're going to have to be in agreement. Just in case you're wondering where you came today, we don't believe that Jesus is a way. We don't believe that he's our way. 
He, he's the way. He's not some truth. He's not your truth. He's the truth and the life. And not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Krishna, not that tree out there, not that cloud up there, not that sun up there. There's only one way to get to the Father, and that is through Him and what He did for you and me at Calvary and then the empty tomb. And we're going to have to agree. And if you can't agree with that, you in the wrong one. We're going to have to agree on what Holy Spirit can do. Okay, okay. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm going against videoing, and y'all just got to go with me. Because I, I want to spit on people. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're going to have to agree on what Holy Spirit can do. There's enough people that want to bother, okay? And, and I'm throwing no shade, okay? But y'all, I'm going to dance with the one who got me here. You understand? I'm not going to get 600, 700 people rolling up in here on a Sunday morning and all of a sudden get sophisticated. No, 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 no. It was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit healed my son of scoliosis. The Holy Spirit brought my wife to me. The Holy Spirit was the one that birthed this church. The Holy Spirit was the one who made a way. The Holy Spirit was the one who saved. The Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? We're going to have to come into agreement. And if it freaks you out to be in a place where the Holy Spirit has his way, you picked the wrong one today. But that's okay. You got another shot on Sunday, maybe. But this is a place where people get delivered. This is a place where people get filled. This is a place where marriages get restored. And it's because of the work of the Spirit. And by work of Spirit, I mean Holy Spirit. He is a Holy Spirit. He is to be reverenced. He is to be awed. He is, he is to be feared. You can't live like hell and expect to make it to heaven. Half of you ain't going to burn. God, I told you I ain't had no sleep. Y'all better pray. No. Yet, it's so obvious even in the church of America how divisive the church can be. But I want to remind you that according to Proverbs chapter 6, there are seven things that God hates. Wait a minute, y'all. God is love. And when God, the God who is love, takes the time to say, I hate this, you might want to perk your ears up. And one of the seven things that God hates is discord among the brethren. Discord among, he hates discord. My God, did you hear her sing that song? I could have sang that a whole lot better. And instead of just praying, you over there trying to get yourself an audience. God hates that. Can you believe the color of the carpet? Oh, see, the people laughing, they've been there. They've been there. And if you ain't never been there, you don't even know what it is. Carpet. What are we talking about carpet? That's because God bless you to be in a place that we don't vote. You understand? Unless you're taking me to lunch and buying, I'll give you a vote. On where we eat. Maybe. You understand? But we're not going to sit around and vote, have popularity contests. We're all jockeying for position. My God, it's too cold in this church. I just, don't you think it's cold? I get so tired of coming in here with a blanket. Well, we can set the thermostat to where you'll probably end up in eternity. And we'll call it eternal preparation. I ain't had no sleep, y'all. I ain't had no sleep. Mimi, you better pray for me. I had no sleep. Do you understand? Ain't nobody got time for that stuff. We're not going to vote on what God wants. And God's name is not Glenn. Okay. He hates it. All right. So I'm talking about his house. Let's talk about your house. 
So you're mad at your husband, so you pull your kid in the corner and tell the kid, God hates discord. You wonder why they don't respect your husband, their father? It's because you don't respect your husband. God hates that. Trying to figure out why they don't listen. It's because they've been listening since an early age about what a piece of... Me, me, you better pray for me. I, I don't cuss, y'all. I, I'm not a cusser. I was going to say crap, but I was afraid some of y'all get upset or offended by me saying crap. So I'm not going to say crap. I'm going to wait till 1130 <laughs> to say crap. Yeah. Crap. C-R-A-P. Fecal matter. Do you understand? All right? Waste. Excriminant. You know, it's like, I mean, I don't have much further to go. Shut up, Glenn. How, how, can, how can they walk together? How can they walk together? Just side by side facing that direction. And come on, come on a little closer. Just face in that direction. <laughs> Have y'all ever tried to take two dogs on a walk? It is a very difficult task, especially when one's a little, a little bit littler than the other. Y'all just keep looking in that direction. Right there. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to go on a walk with one dog. It is very difficult. To have two dogs and try to take two. Why? Because one wants to go there. One wants to go there. One wants to stop and sniff because they're lazy. The other one wants to run ahead and bark at everything that comes in the tree. You understand what I'm saying? But it is, it is exhausting. Try to harness two animals when you're trying to take them both on a walk. And one wants to do their own thing. Well, if you're going to do your own thing, then I'm going to do my own thing. So then it's a matter of who's stronger that wins. So the stronger drags the weaker. And now the stronger has exerted more energy dragging the weaker than what he would have to use if they would just get an agreement. Do you realize that they will go further quicker if they'll just get together? What's amazing is I'm not harnessed to them, but they're allowing me to have control. They're in front, but I'm in charge. God's not yoked up with you. The decision is, whether you're going to allow him to be the one that dictates. And if you two are going to be in agreement enough to say, wherever he's pushing us, that we're going to go together. We're going to go together, and it doesn't matter that I'm a little older than you. We're going to go together, and it doesn't matter that you're a little younger than me. You, you may be faster than me, but you are not smarter than me. Let me give you scripture. Old men shall dream dreams, and young men shall see visions. Do you know what the problem is if all you have is a bunch of young men? They want to go do stuff all the time, and they're not smart enough to know when to fight and who to fight. And then you got the old one. The geriatric believer. Oh 
He made me buy our lunch last time we went out. <laughs> you got the old one. He's just laying around dreaming. He's got all the wisdom in the world, but ain't going to give it away. But when they get into agreement, y'all, he's smart enough to know when to fight and where to fight and who to fight. But he's got the strength to do the actual swinging. If they ever get together, let me give it to you another, one shall chase a thousand to flight, but two shall chase. And they'll get there with better movement quicker if they'll just be in. Now, I gave you the picture of an older man and a younger man, but I just as easily could have brought your marriage up here. I want to go here, and I want to buy this, and I want to do this. Well, I don't want to buy nothing, and I don't want to do nothing, and I just want to be. I want to have friends. I don't want to have friends. You're the only friend I need, and I don't even like you half the time. <laughs> I want us to go do stuff. We did. I sat down. We did stuff. <laughs> I want to do stuff, too, but you ain't never in the mood. Man cannot live on bread alone. Do y'all under? Okay. See, that'd have been a great moment for every married man to go, come on, Pastor, now you preaching now. But I'm gonna tell you what, if you'll start doing a little thing, get in agreement with where she wants to go, she might let you go where you wanna go. You understand what I'm saying? Don't make me go deeper. Because ah, my mind's telling me. Oh, there she is. Okay, I gotta, I gotta shut up. I gotta, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, let's get in agreement. Let's get in agreement. Let's get in agreement. Let's get in agreement. Looking at you two takes all of that away. Now we're in agreement. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. You gave him your number because of his abs. When you should have first checked how many scriptures he knows. Because what good is it for you to marry a model if he's beating the crap out of you? Because he doesn't know how to be the priest of the home. Pastor, you are preaching today. Ain't you? I'm telling you. Do you understand? If he ain't serving God while you're dating... Okay, I didn't say go to church. I didn't say go to church. Anybody can fake it for a few minutes. But if he didn't serve God while you were dating, and hopefully not, then what makes you think you can't be equally yoked? Why? Do you know how exhausting it would be for Stephen? If Travis just wanted to lay here, he would have to drag him everywhere for Stephen to get anywhere. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Because you've already walked through broken relationships. And you, thank you, Holy Spirit. And you knew before you ever said I do that you were yoking with somebody you were going to have to drag. Well, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Just don't do it again. Don't do it again. And y'all, the easiest fakes are the church boys. 
Okay. All right. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? You watching him still? And you still sliding in his DMs? It's lawlessness. His lawlessness is an indicator of who his God really is. Yeah. Communion with light with darkness and, and Christ with Balaam. And, and, and what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement, verse 16, and what agreement has the temple of God with... Mm, let me mess with this. You can't serve God and the pastor. Yes, sir. You can't look at God and the pastor. You can't serve God and the worship team. You can't serve God and, and the opportunities. You're creating idol worship. And there are way, way too many, in my opinion, there are way too many houses of worship that God has nothing to do with because of all the little gods they've raised up. Okay. Watch this. For I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Thank you, guys. They shall be my people. They shall be my people. They, just, just. they shall be my people. Do you, let, can I brag on Judah for a minute? Do you know what I love about this place? Okay, what, I, what I love about this place is you can't be a racist and stay here. You can't be a racist and stay here. You can be ignorant but for only so long. Because you can't be a racist. You can't be a bigot and stay here. You got a white preacher. I, 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 and I throw no shade, okay? I'm just exposing the darkness, okay? I had a couple come up to me. This is several years ago now. They came into a church. They had been listening to my podcast. And by nature of my podcast, they thought I was a brother. And I'm like, I am. Amen. I am. This is just white chocolate. Some of y'all milk chocolate. Some of y'all dark chocolate. Some of y'all got nuts. Amen. You understand? But it, I, yeah. It came up to me at the end of the service. And they said, Pastor, we love your word, and we're going to continue to listen to you, but we can't come here. And I went, you love the word, but you can't continue to come here. Well, explain to me why. You're white. And I quote, and I can't go back to Uncle Tom. Listen, before y'all be shocked by them, there are people that, that come to this church that family don't talk to them because they left their home church. And, and every ethnicity doesn't understand the sacrifice of not being with family on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. But what I love about this place is you can't be racist and stay here. And especially if you got kids. You know what I'm saying? We'll put them on a youth, church, a youth trip and they'll come back and they'll be in love with somebody who, who oh, can I, oh, I'm going to say it this way. They're going to, they fall in love with somebody who has to have a different pillowcase. White people had no idea what I just said. Like I said, white chocolate. You understand? A different pillowcase. You can't bust up in there. See, all the white people are like, see, that's why you need us. That's why you need us. That's why you need us. You put your head on cotton, it dries us out. I love my job. If you can see all the white people's face right now, about. That's why you need to go to lunch with somebody in this room. 
that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't shop for the same pillowcases. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I'm so stupid. But if you know I'm telling the truth, say amen. Okay, see, see, okay. I ain't far off. I ain't far off. I'm in the neighborhood, okay? But you can't, stay, you can't be a racist and stay here. You can be ignorant for only so long. Here's why. Because there's a white preacher, but there's a black worship leader. So you, you can't leave after worship. That'll get exhausting. And you can't wait in the parking lot for me to start preaching because the Holy Ghost takes over. You never know when I'm going to start. Do you understand? It's craziness to me. What I love about this place is every time you come to a meeting, every time you come to a conference, every time you come to a Sunday, to a Wednesday, to a kingdom class, and someone looks at you at the front door and they say, welcome to Judah. You know what they're really saying? They're saying, welcome to a preview of heaven. You just came to the preview of heaven. They black people in one corner, white people in another corner, Asian people in another corner, Indian people in another corner. Let me say it another way. Legal people in one corner, illegal people in another corner, rich people in one corner, poor people in another corner. There ain't any of that. We all together, red, yellow, black, and white, polka dotted, candy stripe, swirled, or whatever we are, um, scattered chunks, whatever we got to be. You understand? It's a preview of heaven. And it's happening right here. Yeah, I was thinking about this on the way home last night. And you know what's funny to me? Is when you go to a restaurant, you don't ask what color, gender, or ethnicity the cook is. You just want the food. When you go to a hospital and you're sick, you don't care what ethnicity, what gender, or what color the doctor is. You just want to know that he understands where healing can come from for you. When you go to a gas station, you don't walk in that gas station and say, hey, I want to know the color, the gender, or the ethnicity of the person who drove the oil rig to fill this thing up. You just want to get to that gas station and make sure that there's something on the inside that will fill your tank up as well. When you order something off of Amazon, you don't get to specify what color, what ethnicity, or what gender that person is that is bringing that delivery, y'all. You can see white boy. You can see black boy. You can see middle-aged thing. You can see whatever you want to see. But at the end of the day, I can't. I came here for the meal, I came here for the healing, I came here for the delivery, and I don't care who brings it, and I don't care who God uses it, I just came for the bread. It's craziness to me. But the only way we unlock a blessing is we have to get into agreement. Here we are, Matthew 18. And assuredly, I say to you, oh, does this sound familiar? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Watch this. He's not talking about you. He did not give me the keys to the kingdom. Next verse. And again, I say to that if two of, so he did not give Glenn the keys of the kingdom. He gave you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth. If we're not in agreement, things can't get loosed. And things can't get back. Look at this. If any two of you agree on earth concerning the... This is why we don't see it happening in the churches, in our nation. Because we can't get together on anything. The only thing we can agree on is how divided we are. If we get together in agreement on, come on class, on 
It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Here's verse 2. I mean, verse, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together If you get in my name, I'll get in your midst. If you get in my name, I, in other words, two is the foundation of what God wants to release. Th this unity is so powerful that in Genesis chapter 11, 1 through 9, God tells the story of the, of the Tower of Babel. And he comes down and he looks and he says, oh, man, they're so unified that what they're trying to accomplish, they're going to do. So he came down, watch this, and he didn't tear this tower down. All he did was change their language. Because language is the key to unity. You can talk yourself into love. And you can talk, talk yourself into forgiveness. But you can also talk yourself right into bitterness and resentment. Mm. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, Nehemiah chapter 8. It's verse number 1, I believe it is. Nehemiah chapter 8. That they broke open the word of the Lord. And you can look it up. Isaiah chapter 8, verse number 1. And when they were opening the word of God, Ezra... All of the people stood as one man. Agreement. <laughs> they stood as one man. Y'all, they did not add any adjective to the type of man it was. They just knew that if the word of the Lord was going to come to pass, we're going to have to be in agreement like we're one here. In the book of Acts chapter 2, 120 people gathered into a place called the upper room. And they were there dwelling for days. But at some point, in the middle of all their praying, all their worrying, they got together. Acts chapter 2. And on, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they had all gathered together into one place. And in one Accord, And then suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were. And cloven tongues of fire set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. What am I saying? I'm saying that only until they got in one accord was the release of the suddenly of God from heaven. So y'all, I planted this church. The Lord used us to plant this church in 2012. And I, I was obedient to the Lord. Come on, Trey. Because I was after something. And I'm after something I've never seen. And I've been in church a long time. But I've never seen it. I've read it, but I ain't never seen it. And I'm after it. We've been after it for 11 years now. My man. I'm after it. What is loosed in agreement? You find it in the book of Psalms, chapter 133. How good. And how pleasant it is for brethren, I'm a King James boy, for brethren to dwell together in unity. For it's like the oil that was poured upon the head of Aaron that went down to his beard, even to the edge of his garment. It is like the dew of Hermon, look at this, that descended. For it is there. That the Lord commanded the blessing. Here's that blessing. You ready? Life evermore. <laughs> A perpetual state of abundant living. It happened 
when they got together in unity. I don't have time to go in the depths of this, but let me just show you. The oil poured on the head and then went to the beard, which is a picture of the mouthpiece. Because it's one thing to have the anointing on the head. It's another thing for the language to be anointed. But the blessing was not released at the mouth. It was released when the oil went all the way down to the edge of the garment. The blessing was not released because the head got anointed. The blessing was not released because the speaker got anointed. The blessing was released for the last person, the most broken person, the most disgusted person, the most brutal person that's going through the toughest season of life, did everything within their power just to get their hips through the door, to sit down in the presence of the Lord. But the oil right there in their broken state, right there in their wounded state, right there in their sinful state, right there in their addicted state, the oil of God got right down there to them. And when the oil oil hit the entire body the blessing was released because the body was in agreement I'm going to make some people mad with this statement I want you to see that the picture of the body is not all things equal The kingdom of heaven is not about equality. There is an order to the flow of God. And that does not make anyone more important. Y'all, the blessing did not come because the preacher got anointed. The blessing came because everybody connected to the body, even the broken ones, felt the oil of God hit them. I submit to you that the most important person in the body is not the mouth. It's the one who thinks they deserve the least to be in the room. Now when they feel the oil, oh, the blessing is released. To me, the most important person in the room is the one who feels like they shouldn't even be there. But the oil, I feel the anointing. But the oil of God will come to you too. It didn't get diluted once it left the head. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. It didn't get diluted once it left the head. The same potency, the same power, the same ointment, the same healing that hit the head of that body, it was just as potent and as powerful to the person that felt like they didn't even deserve to be connected. Can I tell you something? Welcome home. Welcome home. Some of y'all come from that church. I'm not getting ready to take membership. Welcome home. You have, okay, I feel the Holy Ghost. You have had the crap beat out of you. Mistreated, abused, misunderstood. Your heart was in the right place, but sometimes your attitude wasn't. And instead, instead of knowing what to do with you, it would be better to send you somewhere. Welcome home. Welcome home. Y'all, but you don't understand. I'm gay. Well, you don't understand. God is the giver of all identity. And we ain't going to fix you. We're going to let God's presence do what God's presence does. But you don't understand how jacked up I am. Let me tell you something. You came to a place, it's 1130, okay? It's literally 1133 right now. Okay? Addicted, confused. Bound up in perversion? Whatever your excuse is for why God can't mess with you yet? You just rolled up into a place that will love the hell out of you. I'm not cussing. We literally will love the hell out of you. But you don't know what I've been through. No, I don't. 
but I know the one who has the plan. And it is to prosper you not to. Listen, y'all, I'm 47. God, I'm I say this too much. I'm coming up on the chairs. Okay. I say this all the time. I've learned you never judge a book by the chapter you walked in on. Don't you, don't you judge a book by the chapter. You may just be in the chapter before he turns it all around to get all the glory. I ain't messing with that. I ain't messing with that. I'm not going to sit here and cast judgment on you because the next chapter may be exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could even ask a thing according to the power that is working in you. Every great movie always makes the person look like they're going to lose before it. Where's Vince? What's that song? God turned it around. Turned it around. Turned it around. You're going to have to help me because that's all I remember. Thank you. Listen, next time, figure it out between now and the altar, okay? Please. Next Sunday, James chapter 5, we're calling for the elders of the church. We're going to lay hands on the sick. And if there's sin, we'll make confession. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick and save the sinner. Y'all, I'm country. It's going to be buck wild in here next Sunday. You understand? And if you're from the north and you don't know what buck wild is, just come on. I'll show you what buck wild looks like. I'll show you what buck wild looks like. It's going to be buck wild in here. People that thought they would never be healed will be healed. Does anybody agree with me? People that have... People that have decided to live with what God said you could be set free of is going to be set free next week. Does anybody agree with me? Well, listen, before we leave this place, jump up on your feet, I'm done. Jump up on your feet. Before we leave this place, let's make sure we're all in agreement. Is God a God who saves? Is God a God who heals? Is God a God who delivers? Was he wounded for transgressions? Was he bruised for iniquities? Was the chastisement of peace laid upon him? Is the stripes on his back provide healing? Then you and I are in agreement. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the next 60 seconds and we're going to praise him seven days earlier. Somebody lift up a shout of praise. Yeah. Somebody lift up a shout of praise. Somebody use your language to come into agreement. in the first service and I, I didn't know I didn't know on my way home last night I crossed over the North Carolina state line 77 and the Lord took me back to the delivery room of my son after 24 hours of my wife going through labor they had to use the suction on his big old head his heart rate dropped. M's heart rate was dropping. It was a very nerve-wracking situation. I thought getting, you know, till she was completely effaced was a, str- a struggle. But when she started the push, and then Noah begins to be delivered, 
I'm standing by her side, but I'm watching the doctor. And the doctor was a little nervous because of the heart rate of my son and my bride. When they pulled Noah out, the first thing they checked for was movement. Yep, yep, yep. Because if you're moving, it's an indicator you're living. Yep. But there was no movement in his extremities. His hands wouldn't go up. They wouldn't flail around. He wasn't kicking his legs. He was almost completely limp when they first brought him out. So they went to phase two. And that was positioning Noah for a cry. Because the doctor knew that if I can hear him cry, from his belly to his mouth is clear. So the cry did not come out of my son initially because it wasn't clear. Somewhere between his innermost being and his tongue had something that made it unclear so he couldn't shout. So they got the little suction, thank you. And they begin to do work. And then it started pushing on him, beginning to do work. They'd push on him, trying to loosen that thing up. They would suction him, try to pull that thing out. Until eventually, they did enough pushing, and they did enough suctioning, that that little boy came alive in his shout. Watch this. We now knew it was clear on the inside. The more he began to cry, the more his arms began to move. The more his feet began to kick. Y'all, I'm a Pentecostal boy. Do you understand? The reason why I'm trying to get you to lift your voice is because I want to make sure on the inside of you it's clear that Jesus is the God. I want you to be clear about what he's able to do. If it's clear about his power, one, two, three, lift up your voices. Give God praise. <laughs> you're able, you're able, you're able. You're able, you're able, you're able. Why don't we praise him from a place called done? Seven days earlier, it's done. It's done. Healing, breakthrough, deliverance. Oh, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. Well, Pierre, I can storm the gates of hell with a water pistol right now. Do you understand? I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost, man. If you're grateful that God is still the one who heals, he still hears. He still delivers. Ha-ha! <laughs> now, slip up your hands and just thank you. Just thank you. Just thank you. Come on, we're in agreement. Every person who's ever been in school knows that if you have the answer, you should raise your hand. If you know that Jesus is the answer, that's why our hands are lifted.
he's not waiting on seven days from now. He's turning it around for somebody in this room. I feel the Holy Ghost. He's turning it around for somebody in this room. to dancing y'all I'm seeing beauty for ashes right here hey, hang on just a second how you ready there's about five of y'all in this room confirmation and I don't feel the release of, of, of getting you but when I looked at your face right before we were worshiping your face was ashy and as you begin to lift your hands I saw God just begin to wipe the ash I'm telling you beautiful ashes I'm telling you you've allowed life to cut you up you've gotten dry you've gotten ashy You've gotten bitter. You've gotten full of resentment. The Lord is in this room. The presence of the Spirit of God is in this place. Because He's not going to leave you the way He found you today. He's turning it around. Turning it around. Mama, I want you to go to the gym. Yep. I want you to go to the gym. I don't know who this is for, but those five people that have been that season, right before I came out here, she met me in the foyer. She said, The word of the Lord came to me, Psalm 103. And she said, if the Holy Spirit speaks to you and confirms it, I want to be obedient. There's five people. And man, standing right here, I felt the Lord say five. It's the number of grace. And if you came here today looking for a word, just wave that, wave at me. Let's, I want you to see her hand. Just see her hand. You came looking for a word. She's got a word for you. There's this five. There's five. I, it's confirmation. I, could, I feel the confirming Spirit of God. She's going to be standing in the gym waiting on you on your way out, on your way out today. Before we leave, our women's conference is starting Friday night, this weekend, okay? I think we're sold out. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'd, I'd, I'd show up and make them tell me no. I mean, I'm just, I'd make them tell me no. I'm telling you right now, that's exactly what I would do. In this atmosphere with what God is doing, the women's conference, I'm going to tell you, now, if you're a fella, I ain't talking to you. Because y'all know some of us need to break. You know what I'm saying? You need to sew that into your relationship. Here, you need to go to that women's conference. But I'm going to tell you right now, you feel the drawing of the Spirit of God, I'd make them tell me no. Our Easter, uh, Good Friday, is one of the most powerful services of the year. Easter Sunday, we got a whole bunch of advertisements out there. Please grab some on your way out to get to family and friends. And then tonight, I just want to remind you, at 615, uh, we rented out an entire movie theater. Last I heard, we had 10 spots left. We have 10 spots left. You can go to the QR code sitting in front of you, sign up, download the app, and you can sign up right there on the app. Ayersley Cinemas is about four or five miles away from here. We... It is free of charge unless you're buying popcorn for you and me. Extra butter. You understand? I got zits that need nourishment. Oh, teasing. And so, um, at 615 right there. We'd love for you to be there. Come be a part. It's going to be a great time. I, I have not watched this movie. I'm not giving it my endorsement. Everybody I've heard said it is an amazing movie. So to God be the glory. We're going to support Christian. 
right? Amen? Hey, can I bless you today before we leave? Why don't you open up your hands like you're about to receive a gift? And this goes for, for every tither, for every giver, for every steward, for every person under the sound of my voice in this room watching or listening. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11. I say, may the Lord, the God of your fathers, may he increase you a thousand times more than what you are. Oh, let the spirit of increase hit you in agreement. And may he fulfill every promise that he has given you. In the name of the Father, in the freedom that comes from the Son, and in the dunamis power of the Spirit of God, we ask these things. And everybody who agrees, say amen. Say amen.